Excited to be filling in for Paul. Uh, we're going to be in James, so if you want to go ahead and turn there in your Bible. James chapter 1. If you could do so in a sentence or two, how would you describe the book of, of James? What is, what is the book of James all about? Yeah, extremely practical. Martin Luther, he, he described it this way. He says, um, in fine St. John's Gospel and in his first epistle, St. Peter's, St. Paul's epistles, especially those to the Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, and St. Peter's uh, first epistle, these books are the books which show, show us Christ and teach us everything that is needful to know, even though thou never see or hear any other book or doctrine. Therefore, it is St. James' epistle, a right strawy epistle in comparison. And so at, uh, when I first heard that, um, it sounds like he doesn't think much of, of James, but even Martin Luther would acknowledge that uh, the authority of James, that it was inspired by God, but he, he, uh, he does acknowledge a stark contrast between the book of James and other epistles. Uh, other epistles which are heavy on doctrine um, are uh, a stark contrast between the book of James. James, uh, like Glenn had mentioned, is a very practical uh, book. He was writing uh, to Jewish believers uh, who were scattered un- under persecution. Um, we don't Maybe the persecution of, of Stephen or um, maybe persecution under uh, another emperor, but nonetheless we know that they were um, being persecuted. Um, and he, he writes to encourage these Jewish believers to be doers of the word, to, to persevere in, in trials. If you look at the uh, second verse of James, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Um, so he acknowledges that they're going through suffering, and he writes to really just to encourage them to continue in the faith, be doers of the word. Um, and so we're going to begin reading actually in um, verse 19 through 27. Chapter 1, I'm sorry. Chapter 1, 19 to 27. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks in the perfect, into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world." When I was around, I believe, six or seven years old, I can still vividly remember um, shooting Borbies off the side of a shed that my dad had. This was a, it was an old shed that the Borbies had kind of just made their home in, holes everywhere. And um, me and my dad, I had like the, the pump, Red Rider BB gun. Uh, some of you probably had those. 
and me and my dad would spend a lot of time out there. We'd wait for the bees to crawl out of these holes, and when they did, we would shoot them off the side of this building from about 15 yards away. Um, we would do that. I love doing that. So I remember t- I told the youth this one Wednesday, and after I told them the story, I said, how many of you think I could shoot an apple at the other end of the, this youth room uh, with the Red Rider BB gun? They, they all raised their hand. Um, I said, how many of you will go to the back of the room, turn sideways, and hold the apple in your teeth? <laughs> One raised their hand. Um, so I put him in the back of the room. I put the apple in his mouth, and I pulled out my Red Rider BB gun, and I shot the apple out of No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't shoot the apple out of his mouth, but he did raise his hand, and I did that to, just to make the point that belief is a, a word that we often throw around a lot. We, we say we believe things. The youth, they said they believed that I could hit the apple. Uh, but when asked to put the apple in their mouth, one person raised their hand. And maybe if I'd put him up there in front of the, and actually pulled out the Red Rider BB gun, I imagine he would have probably fled uh, if he was smart. Uh, but the same is often true with, with Christians. Uh, we say we believe the Word of God. Um, and yet, how often do we just not obey Uh, things that we know to be true in Scripture, things that we know we should be doing. I've been reading through, in my personal devotion time, reading through the Gospel of John, and I've been reminded of just how often belief and um, sound doctrine just go hand in hand, or belief and uh, obedience, they go hand in hand, used interchangeably throughout the Scriptures. Now, we know we're not saved, we don't earn our salvation, and we don't um, we don't work for our salvation in any way. We can't earn it. Uh, but it, throughout the scriptures, it is seen as uh, evidence of a genuine faith. We see that in John. We see it other places. John chapter 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, but to the, to the point I was making about not earning it, we know in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And this not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. But in the same chapter, we get to verse 10, and it says that we are saved for good works. Um, and so I, I think nobody, maybe any better or more clearly than James, makes this point in the passage that we just read, when he says, prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who, who delude yourselves. And he starts out by saying, we need to be cl- uh, quick to hear and slow to speak. I think that's an especially relevant word uh, for us today um, when with all the, maybe it's the difference in politics or different issues that come up and, and where everybody just wants to be heard. Uh, maybe it's quick to, to post something to social media. Everybody just quick to, to speak, wants to be heard. James would say we need to slow down, be quick to hear, and slow to speak. And instead, he says, we need to receive the word, listen to what it says, let it be implanted in us. And then he would go on to say, but don't just be hearers, you need to be doers of the word. And so I, I would just acknowledge, I think we would all acknowledge that we live in a, a place uh, where we have access to the gospel. Many of us are here on Sundays and Wednesdays, maybe in, in Bible studies, you, maybe you're reading personally, you have access to digital uh, resources and, and books, all of these things. What might James warn us about? What is, what is the danger that, that lies uh, with us? All the, all the resources and 
sitting under teaching and preaching all the time, what might the danger be there? Yeah. Taking it for granted. Um, I think becoming so enamored with our own knowledge that we forget we need to obey. We're, we're called to obey God's Word. And we can find ourselves in a routine of hearing and sitting under the teaching and preaching of God's Word, reading it on our own, and just becoming hearers, not doers. Uh, but a Christian should be convicted of his failure until he becomes obedient. Um, he calls us, calls us to be doers. The word translated here, uh, doers, refers to the, the whole person, the whole personality of a person. The heart, soul, and mind. James is saying we need to be all about doing, all about obeying God's word. John MacArthur makes the comparison this way. He says it's one thing to fight for a few days or weeks in an armed conflict. It's something else entirely to be a professional soldier whose whole life is dedicated to warfare. It's one thing to make periodic repairs around the house. It's another thing entirely to be a professional builder. James has the latter in mind when he says, don't just be a hearer of God's word, you need to be a doer. Um, Being a doer should characterize a Christian. Everything that we're about should be pleasing our Heavenly Father. Not just hearing, but doing. And then hearers would be the complete opposite. I I thought about a uh, college um, auditor. They come into a class and they're not responsible for um, the content. They're not responsible to take the tests or uh, do the assignments. They sit under the same teaching, but they're not responsible for uh, the information that they're receiving. And sadly... Many church members approach God's Word this way, um, just passively listening to God's Word and not obeying. We attend Sunday school, we go to preaching, we go to uh, Bible studies, and we, we almost, over time, train ourselves just to be hearers of God's Word. And James would say, you might as well stay home uh, if you're not going to be a doer of God's Word. He says, this person has deluded themselves, or your translation might say, deceived themselves. So one person might think, well, I know the Bible inside and out. Uh, I know it better than, than most people, and so I'm good. James would say, if you don't obey, if you don't do, then you might as well not even, even bother. This person's uh, religion is, is dead. Um, or he goes on to, in my translation, says delude. This was a, a, a word often used with um, mathematics to refer to a miscalculation. And so it's the same as if James is saying the person that doesn't obey God's word has made a serious spiritual miscalculation with their life if they don't obey God's word. And then he goes on um, to compare this person to a man who looks in the mirror and forgets uh, what, he's, what he's seen. So as if, as if we look in the mirror and maybe you realize you, you need to shave and uh, rather than act promptly... You, you leave and you forget that, that you need to shave. This was kind of the image that, um, that James is trying to portray. Um, and so the question I want us to ask to, tonight, the uh, question I've uh, asked of myself, and I think one that we all need to ask uh, throughout life, is are we a doer of the Word or just a hearer? I think especially in the West, with all the, the resources, um, the access to the gospel, one of our biggest problems is, is not that we need to know more, which we do. Uh, there's 
areas of, that we certainly need to shore up as far as doctrine and uh, theology and as far as understanding. But one of our biggest problems is obeying the things that we already know to be true. Obeying uh, the things that we, we already uh, believe to be true in Scripture. Um, and if you're like me, you've probably found yourself uh, at times uh, recognizing that uh, in, a, in a routine of, of reading uh, and, and not obeying, in a routine of listening to preaching and, and not obeying, and maybe God's Word at times has become dull, things that once were awe-inspiring, uh, now, you, if you're honest with yourself, it just kind of seems dull. Uh, it's less exciting than it has been at other times. I want to encourage you uh, to, to be a doer of God's Word. He, James says that the person who, who obeys is the one that will be blessed. And we, we certainly see God's blessing in life when we obey. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that sometimes scriptures do grow dull, if, if that's the case, because we're not obeying God's Word. We're not seeing him uh, bless our, our faith, stepping out in faith and being obedient. Um, I had a, f- a friend tell me one time that we only get to experience God's faithfulness to the extent that we're willing to trust Him. And that's, that's so true. I've never forgotten it. Maybe you're, you're face, facing um, some kind of, of crisis, uh, and if you don't step out in faith and, and do what God has called you to do, you never get to you never know if, if God was, was going to provide or um, you never step out and uh, share your faith with your, your neighbor. You never get to see if, if God would uh, use you to uh, grow that other person's faith or maybe to accept faith Christ for the first time. And so we need to be hearers, not only hearers, but doers of God's word. And I think we could also all acknowledge that this isn't just some, it's not just trivial um, this is a, a big deal to be a doer of, of God's Word. Uh, other places in Scripture uh, refer to it as evidence of one's faith, the genuineness of one's faith. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3-4 to 4 says, By this we know that we have come to know Him. If we keep His commandments, the one who says, I have come to know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar and the truth is not in Him. And so again, uh, some translations referred in, in James say uh, an effectual doer, but nonetheless, James is painting this picture of one who loves to do the will of God. This is not just a, a take it or leave it, but this is evidence of a genuine faith, one who obeys God's word. James, in, in chapter 2, uh, verse 20, he says something along the same lines of the verse I just read. Um, he says, do you want to, show, to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? So this, this is why some people have re- used the book of James to make a case for justification by works. Uh, but we know, if you look at the rest of the scriptures, uh, that doesn't match up. Even if you look at James, we know that that's not the case. Uh, We know that Abraham was justified long before he offered up his son Isaac. Uh, He believed God and it was counted to him as as righteousness. And so James is making the point that 
this was just evidence of his, the genuineness of his faith. Uh, and the same is true for us. Uh, we're not saved by works, but we, there should be works. Um, we shouldn't live a life trying to earn God's salvation because we can't. Um, but out of, uh, because God has given us a new heart, there should be evidence of that. We should be doers of God's Word. And so let me encourage you this week uh, to approach God's Word that way. When you read it, approach it as a doer of God's Word. When you sit under the preaching, approach it as a doer of God's Word. Or in a Bible study, or whatever it may be. And rather than leave uh, forgetting what you've seen in the mirror, so to speak, act promptly um, and trust that God will bless uh, bless us when we when we obey Him. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Is there any any questions or anything you want to add? Anybody? Yeah. Are you picking this out for us, <laughs> I'm you paying or I'll drive if you pay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me close us in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word, uh, which challenges us, uh, but nonetheless, Lord, we need it, and uh, we pray that you would help us to uh, respond to this word, especially today, to be not only hearers of your word, but doers. Uh, Throughout this week, Lord, as we sit down uh, by ourselves to read your word, I pray that we would uh, do so as um, seeking to, genuinely seeking you and um, with the desire to respond. I pray that where maybe we've hardened our hearts to your word, you would um, penetrate the calluses of our hearts and um, minister to us again through your word in a, a fresh way. And I praise you, Lord, for just your goodness to us, your, uh, your grace and your mercy. And I just pray, Lord, that you would go with us throughout this week. Help us to honor you in the things that we do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.